Greetings, PVIC. Welcome to the Post Church Podcast, a time where we reflect on the Sunday sermon and answer some practical questions. My name is Neil. I'm here with Pastor Billy and Pastor Sean. So we're still in the King and Kingdom series, now in chapter 11, verses 25 to 30. Uh, Pastor Billy, why don't you uh, take us through the sermon today? Thanks, Neil. So in Matthew chapter 11, 25 to 30, um, we see God's sovereignty and human responsibility on somewhat of a, a collision course. And somehow in that tension, there is rest to be found in Christ, ultimately. So as we, as we dove into the passage, there are three main realities we discover um, in it. One is that pride is the greatest obstacle in having a relationship with God. Two, um, he who doesn't know the Son doesn't know God. And three, he who has the Son has rest. Thank you, Pastor Billy. Uh, let's start with a simple question. Let's go with the uh, the first you mentioned about the obstacle of pride. Um, pride as the greatest obstacle obstacle to salvation. So, is it wrong to be proud of our accomplishments? We can think of humbleness in this world. Humbleness can be sort of seen as weak in the secular world. How? What is the balance in that for a Christian? Yeah, that's a great question. I think we, one, you, you, you placed it in the context of the world, yeah. right, and its thinking. So right off the bat, we have to think about what what are we looking for, right? Are we looking for um, praise from the world, right? Are we looking for, um, you know, acknowledgement from the world and recognition from the world are we looking for to to please God? So start there with the orient because mm. the way you ask the question, right, you were, you put it in the context of the world and the perceptions that the world might have of us. Um, I mean, I think back to the Sermon on the Mount and talking when we talked about meekness and I think we mentioned it today that the kingdom, it's an unexpected kingdom. It's somewhat upside down, topsy-turvy, right? The first will be last, last will be first, right? You know, all of that. So in that sense, when you talk about, one, we shouldn't be so concerned with the perceptions of the world, right? And more, more concerned with pleasing God. And then secondly, when it comes to, you know, pride and accomplishments, I think it's making a distinction. All kinds of things that we can take there's a difference between taking pride in something and pride being the core tenant that is driving your thoughts your ambitions your motivations mm-hmm. right and I think there's, a, there's a distinction we can make between between those two right um there's a difference between you know pride being at the center of our hearts versus you know taking pride in something so, for example, right, you know, you, you, know uh, you go you go to school and 
you accomplish you accomplish something, right? There's nothing there's nothing I don't think wrong in taking pride and like setting your mind to a task and accomplishing it. But if you t- find your worth and value in that, now we've deviated from we've we've gone into the lane of where pride is our, our is our motivating factor. Right, pride is at the core of what's pushing us. Right, when when whatever that thing that we take pride in becomes an idol, right, where we find our identity, our value, and our worth in that, then we've I think gone really um, really astray. So um, you know. I, it, we 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 can be confident people, right? And scriptures talk about um, the fact that if we're going to boast, but what if we boast in? Right, we boast, boast in Christ. We boast in the cross. Mm-hmm. So um, when it comes to Christianity, it's kind of there's sort of a humble confidence mm. that that we operated in, or a confidence, confident humbleness, whichever way you want to mm. sli- whichever way you want to slice it. Um, um, but that that's more of what we're talking about than like so you know, I don't think we need to be wary of every circumstance and be like oh, I have to I have to talk down about myself for everything that I do right that's not being humble right that's just being self self deprecating right right it's there's a difference goes back to that C S Lewis quote mm. yeah 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 that that's, you had mentioned mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. so what are your thoughts on this um, I know that when I was growing up I would I would look to athletes you know as heroes that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and when you look at the drive of an athlete or even today if you look at the drive of a lot of people in in industry or um, in business they want to be the best they want to be the best in their field is there anything wrong with that no I'm striving for excellence Mm -hmm. strive for greatness strive for greatness yeah no, uh, not at all, right? Mm-hmm. In in, as, in in the sense that um, we've been imbued with um, abilities and, and gifts and talents, um, you know, attributes communicated to us from God, attributes of God that are communicated to us. So you talk, you talk about the communicable attributes of God. Yeah. So um, I think I was talking with my, my son this week about creativity and how that's from God, right? So, um, you know, God, we, we had the conversation this, this week about how uh, we don't actually ever create anything as people right we don't actually create mm-hmm. so if, you know i told i was telling him you know, if you want to draw a picture of a tree you're gonna either look at a tree or think about a tree right and you're gonna draw it think about god when he made a tree that 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 was purely from his divine creativity that's that, real creativity yeah that's mm-hmm. real creativity yeah. but in as much as there are these attributes of God that are communicable towards us. We have a measure of that as image bearers as of God. As image bearers of God. Right. Mm-hmm. So to strive for excellence in creativity in that sense, right, is is only, I think, glorifying 
God in that sense, right? So, so it's, but again, we come back to that distinction, right? When our ultimate worth and value is found in striving for that, that, that excellence, mm-hmm. right? When our value is in the fact that we have accomplished that great thing versus we belong to the God who imbued us with that creativity, right? That's, that's the distinction. But there should be this—not a sense where, well, in order to be a Christian, you know, I, I shouldn't strive to be great because that's humble. Yeah, that—that's that's, that's backwards. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a that's misunderstanding. So moving on, in regards to God's grace, sovereignty. God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Pharaoh hardened his own heart. Exactly. Explain. Yeah, so that so we, we we spent some time in the sermon, right, talking through God's sovereignty and and human responsibility, right? We 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 spent some time there, and <clears throat> when you get into that, the the question you bring up around Pharaoh and the hardening of his heart, right? It's it's a very common um, approach to attempting to understanding this sort of idea. Mm-hmm. Merging God's sovereignty and human responsibility, and how does it look? So, so the language is interesting in Scripture, right? It talks about God hardening Pharaoh's heart, but it also mentions Pharaoh hardening his own heart. Mm-hmm. And where we land here, I think, is somewhat where we landed in the sermon of the idea of this. It's one coin, but two different sides, right? The um, God's sovereignty and, and human responsibility. So these these tensions, right? I, mean, we're, we, I think we struggle. We struggle with it, and we struggle with it because our brains, our minds, like like things to be very tidy, yeah, very circumscribed, right? Our just our brains, and then when you challenge it with something that's other than that. Not only it feels like not even only like emotionally, even physically, we feel uncomfortable with it, right? Um, True. There's, there's, a, there's a strange, strange thing about that. Um, you know, if you if you go to Romans chapter one, God's wrath on unrighteousness, and you see it talks about humanity exchanging the glory of the immortal God for. Uh, images, idols, essentially. And in Romans one twenty four, Paul writes that therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. So that idea of God gave them up to their unrighteousness um so this kind of ties back to the hardening of pharaoh's heart and pharaoh hardening his own heart that um of course god is sovereign right you cannot look at scripture and run away from that truth it the 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 weight of scripture is there for that um 
at the same time, you can't run away from human responsibilities in the same breath, right? As you look, go through, go through, go through scripture as well. So, um, as, as difficult it is for us to live in that tension, um, we have to take these truths, which are truths, and appear in apparent contradiction and hold them side by side and put God's glory as preeminent and first as we think about that. Um, so yes, you know, God, Pharaoh surely was a instrument in the hand of God as he brought about his purposes in this world and um, surely he you know exchanged the glory of God for for his own glory as well right and those two things are are true so this goes pretty much in line with the invitation in a sense right like Jesus choosing us doesn't negate our choice yeah but what comes that that's that's pretty much the yeah same if contradiction you're, if, if in the way you're you were looking explaining for an about ordering that. right he so chooses think, we come yeah, or yeah. We so, come or so i think again right our brains mm. our human minds like to think linearly right. and temporally right we are bound by time by nature of our but by our nature we are bound by time right you know we're really getting into but we think about god right he, he's outside he's just outside that he's outside and beyond that so when you when we attempt to take ideas of his sovereign election and his sovereign choice mm. which he makes you know in his wisdom and in his being which is above and beyond time and then we try and force our temporal thinking upon to it i mean th there's just there's, there's going to be challenge there there's going to be mystery there there's going to be um we're, we're going to be somewhat out of our out of our depth what we what, what we cannot do is and, and this kind of goes back to what we talked about with the doubt that comes from humility and doubt that comes from pride that we talked about at the beginning of this mm -hmm. where there's a difference between longing for understanding in our in our in the thinking that you know we don't know everything versus um challenging god from a position that yeah maybe maybe i can acquire all knowledge mm -hmm. right it's a different approach to it right um so yeah come you know, come before the ideas like this think deeply right think richly um yes and do it but come from a place of humility understanding that 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 there's there there's great unfathomable unfathomable mystery when you think about uh you know god's elect uh, god's election when you talk about that but his glory his glory has to be at f first and foremost we can't sacrifice that yeah all right thank you pastor billy 
um, questions for this week? Yeah, so first, um, like we, we mentioned briefly, when, when you talk about pride and you talk about humility, there's a, a quote by C.S. Lewis that mm. that he wrote in, in, um, in Mere Christianity, which is, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Mm. Again, humility Again, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. So first question is, how might thinking of humility in this way help us to combat pride? And even particular species of pride that we may not even have thought of as pride, right? So that's question one. Question two. Uh, is to think has has God ever felt distant? And if so, how can knowing Jesus help in a moment and circumstance when when feeling that? And then thirdly, is to is this somewhat self-reflective and kind of looking back into your life, but. In what have you attempted to find rest in in the past? And to think, how have these things failed? And then to go a step further and say, can you repurpose those energies and desires? Or how, how could you repurpose those energies and desires for the work and subsequent rest that God has called you to. So that's just kind of as an inventory question. Looking back in life and kind of thinking, you know, you know, I tried this, I tried that, I tried that, and the other thing. What was faulty about those those things? And then to say, well, how can I repurpose those energies and desires for what God has called me to do? Um, so you know, it's kind of a self-reflective question for us to think about this week. All right. Thank you, Pastor Billy. Um, so to sum it all up, um, towards the end, we talked about the invitation. So um, let's not forget, the invitation is for all people to know God is revealed by Jesus, and the invitation is to rest in Jesus. Uh, thank you, Pastor Billy. Thank you, Pastor Sean. Um, we look forward to tackling those questions next week. And until next Sunday, let us strive to live all of life to the glory of God.